Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Franchise Fluent Podcast, where we keep you fluent in all things franchising, small business, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Austin Titus, and today we are joined by a special guest, Mr. Eric Lupton, who's the president and uh, CEO of Lifesaver Pool Fence. How are you doing, Eric? I am fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for uh, joining us on the podcast today. Why don't we start off by just giving the, the listeners a little bit of your background and, and some information on, on the company? Sure. Um, you know, I started with the company when I was 14. My, my parents actually started the business. I think I'm kind of in a similar boat to you where, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of, you know, carrying on the legacy of, uh, of, our, of our ancestors, right? So, you know, my parents started the company in, uh, in 1987 in the garage of the house that I grew up in. So I was about five years old and my, my brother was about two. And, and yeah, they started in the garage. They made the fence in their garage. My mom would sew the mesh for the pool safety fence all night. And then my dad would get up in the morning and he had a paper route. And whatever money he made from the paper route, that went to his advertising budget. And then, you know, in the morning, my mom would get me and my little brother up and ready for school and for the day. and she'd run the office while my dad would go out and try and sell pool fences. And if he was lucky enough to sell one, he'd come back to the garage, he'd make the fence, he'd go back out and install it. And this continued on until, you know, they were able to get a little warehouse and employees and a larger warehouse, started setting up dealers. And so, you know, I started in the, in the summers of my teen years. And then uh, when I was in my junior year of high school, I dropped out of high school and started working at Lifesaver full time. And when I turned... 21, 2003, my mom had already retired and my dad kind of stopped coming in. He just sort of slowly retired and I, I took it over completely then. So, so I've been running it full time since 2003. And since then, you know, we've grown over, you know, over 12, 13 times the revenue. We now have, you know, 90 lifesavers throughout the U.S. And we're in 15 countries on five continents. And the facility I'm sitting in right now is about 20,000 square feet of office in the warehouse space. So it's a, it's a very, in a lot of ways, a very different company from the one my parents started in the garage, but, but also similar in a lot of ways. My, my brother is still, you know, is here. He still runs the company with me, little family business. Most of the, the people here in the office I've known since childhood, you know, much larger, but still the same in a lot of ways too. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's great. And thanks for sharing that. And it's, there's something to be said about, you know, running a family business and taking it, you know, as the next generation to the next level, you know, not only continuing, you know, what your dad did, but also, like you said, 15, 18, Xing it, uh, the business into different ways. And, you know, we started our conversation because I think it was my older brother that actually introduced us and told me how you were getting into franchising. And that's the focus of this podcast, Franchise Fluent. So let's talk a little bit about the franchise for Lifesaver Pool Fence and kind of why you did that because you have a successful business. You, you do. You have a very successful business and you've been growing significantly as you just explained. But why did you guys decide to get into franchising and expand the business that way too? So yeah, like I mentioned, you know, we have dealers, right? We have a lot of dealers throughout the, the US and, and different countries. And, and the dealers are great. They do great work and you know, we couldn't be more proud of them. But the issue is, as one of the dealers explained to me at our, our most recent conference, is that, that they're in a lot of ways contractors or, or handymen and not necessarily business people. And, and as the business has grown, 
you know, we found that, you know, they lacked the, the tools and the training and, and the experience to, to actually grow the business from, you know, just kind of one man in a van into an actual business, right? And, you know, we realized that you know, a lot of them just weren't doing the things that, that we knew from our extensive experience watching dealers come and go would be the best practices for themselves. You know, it was really hard to get them to help themselves. And, and so we decided that the, the best way to go about that is to take everything we knew about selling and installing pool fence over 35 years of, of manufacturing it and, and watching and helping dealers and doing it ourselves and, and compile that into one system and, and sell it as a, as a franchise and, um, and allow dealers to convert over to the franchise system as well. And, and right off the bat, you know, um, there's just, you know, even if they do, you know, we, we make them do all the things, but even if they did only, you know, a few key things, that most of the dealers aren't doing, you know, we see their businesses, you know, 10x immediately. It's, it's amazing. So yeah, we just really want to get, you know, more market saturation in the areas that we already exist in and then to, to really hit the ground running in new markets. You have the, the successful dealer model right now and going into franchising to expand and to have local representation that not only just, you know, supports your brand, but also builds their local business. And so we see this duplicated all over the country where a franchise or a business starts as a franchise. They are very, very successful in their area. And then they duplicate that model in a different state across the country or, you know, wherever. And they can, you know, grow the business the right way. You know, the way that the, the franchisor or the parent company intends for it to grow. That's the franchise model a little bit. Let's talk about your brand from a, a consumer standpoint. The, the brand is pretty self-explanatory and, and, you know, people would be able to understand what it is. And by the way, I think I, I said this to you on, your last, on our last conversation, your domain is awesome. <laughs> and so you have a great domain. People can tell exactly what you do. But let's dive a little bit deeper into that. What makes it so special? What are you guys doing different than anybody else that that's competing against you? You know, Lifesaver Pool Fence manufactures removable mesh pool safety fencing. And for anyone who doesn't know, that's the fencing that goes around a pool to keep kids from drowning. That's different from a, um, you know, a perimeter fence that's going to keep people from, you know, getting in your yard. This fence isolates the pool from, you know, your backyard. So you're not just keeping other people out of your yard, you're keeping your kids out of the pool. And, you know, and that differs from a you know, traditional wrought iron fence or a chain link fence in that it's designed specifically for child safety. So it has no handholds or footholds. They feature a self-closing, self-latching gate. So that's, that's pool fence. And, you know, and there's, there's a number of, you know, other pool fence brands out there. There's, you know, five or six major manufacturers also producing uh, mesh pool safety fencing. But, you know, we did a, what, what was called a, a stupid thing back in the recession, but back in 2008 when the crash happened is I decided that everyone else was going cheaper. You know, it was very clear that everyone was just, you know, cutting their prices and trying to, you know, make the the product kind of a, a commodity or, you know, just uh, appeal to these people who were in a rough state financially and, you know, still install their fences because, you know, make it affordable for them. But, you know, I saw this race to the bottom happening and I was afraid that if I participated, I might win. And, and the last thing I want to do is win a race to the bottom. So uh, we decided to go the other direction. And we made the fence uh, more expensive. We made it much more high end. You know, at the time, you know, my, my, my contemporaries told me that it was silly, that no one could tell the difference. 
The pool fence is a pool fence. It's black. It's mesh from you know the the kitchen window. You can't you can't tell anyways. What was what's the point? But um, apparently, people actually do care about about quality and they care about components and they care about the you know the, the social part of the the brand they're buying from. So you know, every time we install a fence, we set aside fencing to be donated to the family of a dr- of a fatal or non fatal drowning victim. We we donate to every single water safety nonprofit event that we're aware of. So if someone comes to me and says that they're having a 5K to raise money for uh, water safety awareness, we're definitely going to give money to that. We do every single one of them. And and so between the Save a Life program, we donate fences and our um, charitable stuff, and then having a higher end product. I think it became real clear to the people in the water safety community and then the consumers who find us that you know, we're a little bit different from the other Pullman's companies, a little more high-end, a little more professional, a little more premium. And, and that's resonated with people. Yeah, absolutely. And I always appreciate brands that are a premium brand. Not that there's, you know, not business marketplace for, you know, the, the lower-end brands, but premium brands tend to build better relationships, build a deeper customer base over time. You know, I'll, I'll say actually, it's a complete coincidence. I actually just put my pool fence up yesterday. I have a 10 month old daughter. Uh, and so she's starting to crawl around and stuff and it's uh, getting a little crazy over at the house, but I put the pool fence up and I will say I've only been, I've been in the house that I'm in for about a year. And when I bought the house, it came with a very high quality pool fence that it's perfect, similar to the, the product that you guys are providing. And I loved that. And it was a huge benefit when I did buy the house that there was already a pool gate installed. And when my wife and I moved in, we knew that we were going to have a, a baby soon. You know, we wanted to put a pool fence in anyway. And so that being there was a actually a selling point on my house for me. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, and congratulations. That's great. I'm glad you you made the choice to put it up. Not everybody does, but uh, a lot of people, there's been some some talk that we, we run into where people feel like they're they're bad parents for needing a pool fence. You know, they call us to say, you know, I want to get a pool fence. I always watch my kid, but I still I still want to do it. And I think it's the other way around. I think better parents are the ones that put up pool fences. You know, you 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 have the self awareness to realize you can't watch your child twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. It's impossible. So you know, sometimes you have to sleep. You have to use the restroom occasionally. Once in a while, you might shower once a week. So so yeah, I think uh, you know, kudos to you for for putting up Thanks. a pool fence. Yeah, and it it literally takes five seconds for you know, you'd not looking for tragedy to happen. And so I hear stories all the time and there's, you know, I'm here in South Florida and so everybody's got pools. And so we do hear a lot of uh, tragic stories, unfortunately. And so it is a product that has a deeper meaning, not just that it's a high quality product that you guys are offering. It is, you know, a necessity. It's a, a, a lifesaver. So, and so that's a, that's a, a big point there. So, we talked a little bit about the franchise, talked a little bit about from a, a consumer perspective. What's, what's your vision for the, the company, Eric, over the next five years, 10 years plus for the business? Well, you know, we're just getting started with the franchising. In fact, as, as someone in the space, you'll be excited to know this. So, I mean, we literally just got our, you know, FTDs and our agreements finished, you know, a few months ago, right? We haven't done any advertising for franchisees yet. But we, we just awarded our first two startup franchises. So um, in addition to the dealers who are converting over, we just got two folks who have signed up. We just finished their training. They were here the last two weeks. They left on Friday. 
ones in Little Rock, Arkansas, the other ones in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. So they had a, a great two week long training session and other, uh, they're back home. The guy in Arkansas drove his fully wrapped van, which is a requirement for the franchise, right? They have this awesome Dodge Promaster, this Dodge Ram Promaster that's fully wrapped and he got his first job taking it to go get gas. Um, literally drives back from Florida, goes to the gas station and had a guy flag him down and, and ask about getting a pool fence. And now he's you know, scheduled on that work. So, so yeah, we're, we're just getting started with it. And, and right off the bat, you know, watching them go through the training process, like we've never done before, you know, we've always trained, you know, dealers on how to install the fence, but we've just kind of given guidance and suggestions on how to run the business, right? Because that's the, the dealer manufacturer relationship and, you know, putting them through the whole process, you know, helping them get set up with the vehicle, their business cars, their their online marketing, their website, their social media. I mean, the the difference that these folks are going to have in their experience of getting their pool fence business going versus every other dealer that's come before them is going to be astounding. And I am really excited to see more and more people kind of go through that experience and just to see their lives change. And you know, I, I think I think pool fence might be the you know, the best kept small business secret in the service business category. Seriously, we, we have people who are doing three jobs a week, making, you know, over six figures a year, right? And the average pool fence takes, you know, about three or four hours to put in. So it's, you know, this remarkable business opportunity where you get to do well and do good at the same time. And yeah, and I'm excited to see it, you know, prosper in the way we probably should have done it from the beginning. You know, if my parents had had the capital and the logistics, and the infrastructure, the franchise from the start, they, they probably would have. Here we are 35 years later, probably finally doing it the right way. And it's really exciting. That is exciting. And congratulations on the additions of the franchise sector of your business. That's awesome. And you mentioned training. You said, I think two weeks. What does training look like for you guys? Training is in two stages. The first week is, uh, we'll call it classroom training. So we're going over, you know, marketing, sales, human resources, pool safety, you know, we're big on making sure that each of our lifesavers are, you know, pool safety experts and pool safety advocates. So we spend a lot of time on drowning prevention, the layers of protection and that kind of thing. You know, we bring in our, our top uh, lifesaver from the country and he goes over how he uh, does quotes and sales and estimates. You know, we bring in our payroll experts and they talk about you know, the difference between the 1099 and W2 and they kind of give them the, you know, the, the basics of payroll and we have county folks come over and give a little crash course in uh, basic bookkeeping and accounting and you know, what they can expect from uh, the vendors that will be providing that. We have a CRM we use that they get access to. So we do some training on the CRM. So that's the first week. And then the second week is pool fence installation training. So that starts off with kind of a pool fence 101 day on Monday where they get shown the basics. They get to feel the core drill, drill a couple of holes, make some cuts, you know, get kind of a feel for what a pool fence is. And then for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they're out in the field with our, our top lifesaver in the country. And that happens to be the lifesaver in our backyard here in Palm Beach County. And, you know, they get to go out with him and they're doing four or five jobs a day. So they get to not only, you know, learn how to put the fence in and, um, and how that goes, but just the opportunity to spend time with a, a location doing that much work, I think is really inspirational. They get to see what might be possible. And they spend, you know, three full days with him. Uh, doing installations and sales. They get to go on some in-home sales estimates, which is great. And then on Friday, there's a final exam. And their final exam is they have to put a pool fence in my backyard around my pool. My my poor pool deck has so many patch holes in it. But they uh, 
But yeah, they saw a pool fence in my backyard. Um, so that way they get a chance to do it for real all by themselves uh, without any help. And then uh, then we judge that work and make sure that they're good to go. And then they, they go back home and hit the ground running. That's that's a extensive training program, but it's condensed. And that's great. That's great. That's the perfect type of training program that I see across different franchises there. And and did you say that they come they come to your location there for training? They do. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. They get to meet the team and, and get to know the whole organization. And that's that's really important from a, a franchisee level because they're they're basically your partners in the business. And so they're, you know, the a majority owner partner of your business in another area. And so you want to make sure that they are are good, you know, culturally with your business. They get along with the the employees there and everybody has the same goal to to be successful because obviously the more money they make, the more money you guys make as the franchisor. And so you want them to do as, as good as possible. Let's talk about what you guys want to find in a franchise partner of yours. You touched on that a little bit when we first started talking about franchising, but who's your ideal franchisee? If you could you know, put that person in a box, a certain persona and say, I want more of these people. Who would that be? You know, it's funny because we, we've talked about this a lot and we've got this dealer network already that we can kind of look at. And which is one reason why I think our franchise program is going to be so successful is we're not starting this right off the gate, right? We've got this network of dealers that we've been doing this for so long. We've got to learn from, from our own mistakes and their mistakes and what worked. So, you know, if we look across our dealer network, it's, it's kind of a, a motley crew of different personalities and um, different ways of running people's businesses. And, and a lot of them have worked in a lot of different ways. But I, I think, you know, the, the ideal franchisee is going to do four things that matter. They're going to be on board with the advertising, you know, which we, we say online, you know, Google ads, Facebook, Instagram, you know, saturate that first and then worry about anything else. So they're going to do the advertising. They're going to be responsive. Uh, they're going to answer the phone, get back to people by text, email, Facebook, Instagram, DMs, you know, whatever way people reach out to, they're going to be obsessed with getting back to people quickly, you know, answer the phone, whatever it is. After that, quality work, right? They're going to be just as obsessed as they're with answering the phone about doing the best job possible, you know, and that, you know, includes, you know, cleaning up after themselves, making the backyard look better than it did when they showed up. We have a great dealer in California who tells a story that he, you know, if he sees a trash can out by the road, he always brings it back in if trash day is over or vice versa. If he happens to know it's trash day in the area, he'll, he'll bring the trash out for them. So people who are really committed to doing high quality work. And then from that, you know, using that high quality work to get good reviews and good referrals. And then, you know, using those, you know, reviews and referrals as a, as a springboard to more effective online advertising. You got this kind of cycle. So, so yeah, people who can do those four things are our kind of ideal franchises. Yeah. And, and, and that's great. That's a huge thing, especially, you know, reviews in the service industry are, are absolutely huge. It could make or break a, a company. And so I've seen a lot of franchisors extremely focused on local Google reviews for their local franchisee right off the gate because right off the gate, because that could absolutely crash the business. If you get bad reviews early, people don't call you, as you know, you've been in the business long enough. <laughs> so, um, but we've seen it across the board, not just in service, in, in restaurant and, and, you know, B2B businesses all over the place. And so 
those Google reviews are extremely important. Um, that's, that's fantastic. Do you have anything that you want to kind of share with the audience about the franchise opportunity that we haven't covered yet? I mean, yeah, like I said, we are, we are just getting rolling. And, you know, even though we've got a lot of dealers throughout the country and we are already adding on franchisees, even though we haven't spent any money on advertising yet, uh, people who just know the brand and we're excited to, to join it as soon as we, we announced it, you know, just on our local, our personal Facebooks, we're, we're just getting rolling, which means that anybody who joins in now kind of gets to get in at the ground floor, which I think is exciting. And, you know, we, we do have you know, areas available, I'm sure like every franchisee you talk to. And, and like I mentioned earlier, I do think our business is kind of this, this hidden treasure where you, know, you can almost do it part time and make six figures, you know, which is, which is wild. You know, we do want our folks to do it full time to, to do even better. But, um, you know, it, it's been remarkable how well these kind of, you know, man in a vans have done. And because it, it does do so well, uh, they've been able to, you know, not hire employees and not grow and not do all the things that the, the franchise would allow them to do because it's been successful enough just doing it solo. But yeah, we're really excited to see you know, what happens when it's run like a real business, you know, hiring employees, doing the marketing, you know, having, you know, accounting done the whole nine, because we've seen it in a couple locations and, and it's, the results are, are staggering. So, uh, so, so yeah, we think it's, uh, like I said, the, the best kept secret in the home service industry and we're excited for people to find out about it. That's great. That's great. And, and I, obviously you guys are an emerging brand in the franchise category, I think it's the best of both worlds there to, to anyone listening. Take a look at this franchise opportunity. It is a newer franchise opportunity, but from a very well-established organization that has a lot of experience in distributors using their product and selling their product. And so they have it basically figured out. And so now it's just structuring it as a, a franchise. And, and so that's, that's a great opportunity. So uh, where, where can people find you, Eric, or, or the company, where should they go if they want to learn more about the franchise opportunity or connect with you? Our, our primary website is poolfence.com. That's that domain yeah. name you liked. That's the, that's the, uh, the consumer side where you can learn more about you know, mesh pool safety fencing if you want a pool fence or just want to reach out to us. And then the franchise website is lifesaverfranchising.com. So that's the, the website if you want to learn more about the franchise opportunity. There's a form there you can fill out or just call us. But, uh, but yeah, reach out to us either for a pool fence or if you're looking for more info about a franchise or, you know, I also have a, a blog I write. It's called Crippled CEO. I have a, I sort of palsy. He's a wheelchair. So it's a, it's kind of a joke about that. But, uh, you know, I, I offer business advice and marketing and life tips and whatnot. So, so yeah, a lot of places, poolfence.com, franchising.com and, uh, and Crippled CEO for uh, humorous business advice. Great. Thank you for sharing, Eric. And uh, again, to the audience, this is not an offer to buy a franchise. An offer to buy a franchise can only be made by a franchise disclosure document. And so if you are interested in this franchise, reach out to Eric, go onto their website. As he mentioned, I'll also add them in the show notes. But Eric, I really appreciate your time today. It's been great chatting with you. Hopefully uh, people can see the potential in your business and, and you know check it out through this podcast. And so... Everybody listening, uh, please remember to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram. We have a YouTube channel, Franchise Fluent. Please go on and subscribe. We're also on uh, most podcast platforms where uh, most people listen. And so thanks again, Eric, for joining us. Uh, 
Thanks everybody for listening.